0: Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you guys here. Thankful, grateful, blessed. Uh, This is either going to be the last episode of... 2021 or the first episode of 2022. I'm working really hard on getting Casey and I to do the uh, Q&A. You guys asked a ton of questions on Instagram. It was so awesome. But you guys, he's working literally every single day. I am so proud of him, but also I know he is burnt out. And by the time he gets home and the time we get little man down, we just do not have the energy to sit down and do a 40 minute to an hour long chat. And I want him to be present because I feel like he is such a shy guy. It's so funny when people, meet him, I think they think that he is either standoffish or rough around the edges because he's just like, I don't know, this football build kind of guy with a man bun. And it's actually just that he's shy and he's a little reserved. So anyways, it's fun when I get him to open up and talk because as you guys know, he just doesn't show face a lot on social media, which I do love because it helps ground me. So Anyways, I love when you guys take an interest in him and I love the questions you guys ask. They're so wonderful. So anyways, today I'm going to chat about our journey with trying to conceive. That was a huge question in um, the topics that I asked you guys. So even if you guys are not trying to conceive, you can probably gain a lot of relationship perspective, uh, personal perspective, mental, emotional perspective. And I'm going to touch on the difference between our first time trying to conceive and, um, now. So, uh, if you guys, you guys know I'm open with all of you, we are in the process currently, um, trying to conceive, but taking a little bit of a different spin on things. So I'll back it up for you. Uh, we obviously Caden is 16 months old now, and we did not, we chose not to go back on birth control. So we have been TMI, but doing the fun old condoms and that, overnighting amazon prime when you're like well we're out of condoms so we are not doing anything tonight so anyways that is where we are at uh personal choice i just it took me about four or five months to start ovulating again after i got off of birth control i had been on the iud for like 10 years um or on and off of different hormonal birth controls i had the nuva i had the mini pill literally all of it and then the iud was what ended up working best for me especially to help manage my endometriosis um at that time i did not make any lifestyle changes for my endo I didn't go gluten-free I didn't go dairy-free I didn't bring in um, good omega-3s to help with anti-inflammatories so uh, anyways I went off of birth control and I had I, I don't know I feel like that's when my my hormone journey kind of started before that. I knew that I had higher estrogen levels. Um, I had what's called the Dutch test complete. That is a test that I had a naturopath do for me. It's kind of expensive, but it was, it was worth it to me because I knew that I needed to figure out where my hormones were at, where was my body at? Um, and I didn't realize that with hormonal birth control, it stops ovulation. I don't think it's all like, I don't think it's, some of the IUDs don't don't quote me you guys but I do know that with the mini pill and the ring and the normal pill um ovulation doesn't occur and so um I and again I guess you can ovulate because people will get pregnant on birth control but long story short the naturopath was explaining to me that it can interfere with ovulation and obviously can interfere with your cycle and for me it actually had um for the time being I guess had stopped ovulation because when I went off of birth control it took me about four or five months to ovulate again um, and I was doing hormone testing and uh, I don't know about you guys I can tell when I ovulate so um Again, TMI, but I feel like a lot of us just don't know this stuff and I definitely did not. So I can tell from like my cervical mucus and I get cramping kind of like I'll kind of feel it on one side. I can definitely tell when I'm ovulating whenever it's from the left fallopian tube. It's so wild. I can like always feel it that month and the next month. I can't really tell. So the right uh, fallopian tube is not As noticeable for me. But my uh, OB did tell me a lot of that can be because I have a lot of endometriosis growth on my left side. So it's always interfered with like my bowel movements because it presses against my colon. Um, But thankfully, my ovaries and my uh, uterus are fine. So my endo is on my bowels and my cervix at the moment, at least. So, anyways, this time around, we uh, just did not go back on birth control. So we have talked about it for a while. And I thought we would start trying around Caden's first birthday, but then mentally and emotionally, I was not ready. I felt as though I wasn't prepared for a potential loss. And that's, that might sound, um, kind of strange to some of you. Uh, not that I'm planning for a loss. However, after losing a baby at almost 12 weeks, um, I, and we were, I, I just, I was not ready. So at Caden's first birthday, I was not ready and we discussed, you know, hey, let's start trying maybe around January. Well, I had talked to Casey and I was like, you know what? I'm fearing a little bit about starting to try again. So let's back up to our first time ever trying to conceive. So when we were trying to conceive August of 2019, that was the very first time we decided, hey, let's be intentional about this. I had been using the Ava bracelet or like the watch. It's A-V-A. I've been using it for about eight months that time. I started using it after I went off of birth control um, and I was wearing it at night tracking my cycle. And so I was like, hey, why not? Why not give it a shot? So what we started doing, which it was, I mean, it was just a lot. You guys, we from the last day of my cycle, we were intimate every single night for like 9 or 10 nights. And we tried to keep it fun and all of that, but I'm not going to lie like when your intention is solely to procreate and conceive, um it loses its luster I think when you're trying so hard. And uh, fortunately, fortunately, we got pregnant first try. So this was such a blessing you guys. I mean, like I said, I wasn't ovulating for the first 4 or 5 months, so I'd only had ovulation for about two or three months before we actually started trying. And I was always told since the age of 19 that with my endometriosis, I might not be able to get pregnant. So this was just so incredible and just felt like, oh my gosh, what the heck? We just conceived on the first try. And to backtrack, it is true. You do not ovulate when you are on the pill, if you're taking it regularly. So that's how you know sometimes people do get pregnant. And they're like, oh my gosh, I was on the pill. I guess it's it's something with and I I literally just pressed pause and Googled it. Cause I was like, wait, I don't want to give false information, but you don't. It's withdrawal bleeding. So I remember my naturopath telling me that. So it's withdrawal bleeding when you actually have a cycle. Um so you get to my, you know, surprise, I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. We're pregnant, right? So And I just, I think I was so unsure of what my body was going to do because so many doctors just kind of telling me, you know, at this time I was 29 years old, so for 10 years basically kind of not asking me when I was thinking about getting pregnant, but when you read my book, you guys, it it kind of, when I found out I had endometriosis, it kind of put everything into overdrive. Like I, that's why I went straight into grad school. Uh, the relationship I was in at the time I was doing everything and anything I could to try and kind of force it into the story or the fairy tale I wanted to unfold just to kind of get my life moving faster, um, out of fear that I might not be able to conceive. So obviously I went a different route and finally decided to not letting endo, um, consume me and and dictate my every move but here we were pregnant and then unfortunately we lost the little one at 11 and a half weeks pregnant so this was November 22nd like when I when the DNC occurred and we were not allowed to be intimate for at least 14 days so no matter what because I had the procedure of a DNC and so we ended up being intimate for the first time it was like on day like 14 or 15 and at that point again I was still wearing the Ava uh, bracelet I put it back on I got back on all of my like you know I was on my prenatals harmony everything just making sure I was supporting my natural hormone production and I remember it was a Thursday you guys I mean not when we were intimate but and I knew I was ovulating and I was so sad just to like I was happy because I was happy that my body you know, went back and like started ovulating right away. But I was also just like, ah, I wish that, you know, we could try again to make a baby. And uh, it was two days later that we had a great night, went to the went to a local restaurant, drank some tequila, and turned up, um, we ended up conceiving Caden. And I didn't find out until about five, we were like five or six weeks pregnant when I found out. And I, initially we thought that it was just, um, like still elevated hCG levels from the miscarriage but we did 6 days of testing so like every other day I went in and lo and behold I was actually pregnant so now with us trying to conceive baby number 2 I I don't think I was I that night you guys that we ended up conceiving we had a conversation in our kitchen saying hey let's maybe wait a few months because I just don't know if I can go through that again. I don't know where my head is at. Our marriage is not where we would like it to be. We were really struggling with both of us grieving at different times. Um, so we had this long discussion of just kind of like finding ourselves again and not being so adamant about we are trying right now, if that makes sense. Because like I said, nine or 10 days in a row of trying to conceive and then being like, my, our emotions just went so high and then so low. Um, and so I just never mentally finished processing the miscarriage. I now was trying to find joy as opposed to fear in this new pregnancy. So now with us trying, it was a couple months ago, and I asked Casey, I was like, hey, let's just pull the goalie. <laughs> like, let's just stop using condoms, but not, I'm not gonna track my cycle yet. Um, let's just see what happens. Um, and mind you, like I know my body pretty well. Um And I have tracked my cycle for so long and my cycle's very normal again between 28 and 30 days. But I did talk to my OB and what she did recommend. So for any of you guys who are trying to conceive, first and foremost, you want to make sure you are already on a prenatal. I didn't know that. So you want to start your prenatal about three to six months before trying to conceive because the egg that you fertilize actually matures three months before You conceive. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not spitting out like this is a hardcore fact. This is information that has been provided to me from my OBGYN as well as um, the book, The Real Food for Pregnancy. Uh, Beyond the pill, the woman code, all of the research I have on my end, as well as my pre and postnatal certification. But just putting that disclaimer out there, I'm not a doctor. But we, um, I actually never got off of prenatals. I stayed on them throughout pregnancy, obviously, as well as breastfeeding and then postpartum. I went through a really weird phase where I like felt super, super off, like not just my normal anxiety, but like really off. And the first thing my doctor asked was if I was continuing to take my prenatals, and I wasn't at the time. And she said, even though I wasn't. And breastfeeding, the prenatal support those hormones that are being produced to like have the energy for a baby. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like we should all be taking a, you know, multivitamin or micronutrient pack of some sort in order to kind of fill those gaps. And as a new mama, there's a lot of gaps to fill because I'm eating off of a high chair and <laughs> not eating complete meals. So anyways, make sure you are on a prenatal. You want to make sure it has either folic acid or folate. I think it's like 400 milligrams or whatever it is of folic acid. Um, And that's just the synthetic form of folate. So I think most of them just have folic acid. Um, And yeah, so that is something that was told to me. So we are 100% back on prenatals. I am um, making sure I take those every day. And then my OB also recommended when it is your fertile window. So basically from like, I mean, if you have a normal cycle, like what is it? Five or five to seven days. She said from the last day of my miss cycle or sorry, not my miss cycle, the last day of my cycle. So like day six or five, whatever start being intimate every other day. So she said, sometimes every other day helps a male sperm count. Um, again, Information being shared with you guys Uh, And we have not done that yet We have legitimately just gone off of our Own relationship feels trying to be a little Bit more intentional just because we want to make sure that We are also connected better (laughs) Intimacy is hard postpartum And uh, Casey and I can open Up about that on our Q&A but It took us a long time to like find That again it took me a while to Get comfortable back in my body Um, It took a while for it to like You know new anatomy and just things to Feel good again so Um, she did recommend trying to have um, have sex every other day and like have like for the next 10 days because everybody ovulates differently again go off of your cervical mucus Uh, but we have definitely been trying within that window like that five day okay Um, because sperm can live for three to five days inside of us so you know a lot of us who like wait to I've never done them but like the you pee on the stick and it like turns purple if you're ovulating don't wait for that so that was one thing she said is that sometimes if you're already ovulating you've I don't know if it's that you've missed it it's just that our fertility window actually starts a couple of days before we ovulate and as you guys know with Caden I obviously got pregnant two days after ovulation so there's this window of fertility and so they recommended that we are intimate every other day so we are not doing that right now we are just not using any protection trying to go off of um, where our relationship is at and the reason being is because I told Casey that I didn't know if I was ready to be intentional yet out of the fear of having another loss so for me to kind of have a few months of okay this could happen we can get pregnant before us being super intentional it was kind of my way of like easing into it I thought um I have now gotten multiple negative pregnancy tests and uh, This is my first time that I feel like I can relate to a lot of you when you are hoping for a positive. I think a lot of us, when we start trying, we're like, oh, it'll take a few months. And so if it happens right away, you're like, oh, my gosh, wait, what? But it is also heartbreaking when you get a negative. And so this last cycle, you guys, I had every symptom and the symptoms are so, so similar to our cycle, right? Like your boobs are sore. You have I mean, the weird dreams for me, that's what always kind of throws me off. And that was when I knew I was pregnant with both little ones, um, and but it's like the boobs, the um, bloating beyond belief, and then this last cycle I was actually two like two solid days late. Like I'm such a twenty eight day cycle person, and so here I am googling like how long can it possibly possibly be past your missed cycle for you to get a positive pregnancy test? And like, obviously I'm finding all these random ones that are like, oh, 14% of people find out a week after their missed cycle. And so I was holding on to hope, but anyways, we are not pregnant. Um, but it's so hard when you are on that trying to conceive journey. And I wanna use that lightly because like I said, we are taking our time in regards to- um, lining up intimacy with conception or with you know when I ovulate to in order to conceive um, but I'm trying so hard to hold on to excitement and that new possibility of bringing a little one back into or you know bringing another little one into our family in this world and it's so exciting but I'd be lying if I said there wasn't fear and there wasn't not only fear with a lo- like a potential another pregnancy loss but fear within my marriage like we are now doing so well. Like now I feel connected to him. Now I feel like my I have my best friend as well as my husband, as well as an amazing dad, but it has been so hard. And like I said earlier, he is, he's working, you guys, I'm recording this before Christmas and he's working Christmas Eve. He's working the day after Christmas. Like he has just been working so dang hard. He's a, a service tech for a propane and oil distributing company. So he's out like driving trucks and delivering. So definitely within that supply supply chain right now. And it's just a a really, it's just a really busy time right now. So I'm so proud of him and it, but unfortunately it doesn't leave us a lot of time. And so I think I get nervous because pregnancy and a new little one, it just adds to the marriage in so much joyful aspects, but also challenges. Like, I'm not going to overlook that. Um, Having a little one has been such a joy, but it's been hard. And it's been hard for me here at home alone, trying to work. It's been hard to find that time. Now Caden's a toddler and, you know, he goes to bed at 730 or eight. And by the time we get him down and we're back in the living room, it's 815. And by the time you take the dogs out, shower off the day, all of a sudden it's after nine, like there's just not a lot of time. Um, Obviously you can make time, but I mean, I'm not gonna, you guys, he leaves before 7 a.m. and then is back by 6.30 at night. So um, that's hard. So for any of you guys who are on this journey or you've been on this journey or whether or not you are on it, I, I just think that we can all say, you know, nothing goes as planned. Like we have to plan for the unexpected. Um, I heard somebody the other day say, uh, uh what is it? Hope for the best or plan for the worst, hope for the best. And obviously that's saying things like lightly, right? But sometimes with this stuff, I have to take it a little bit on the lighter side. Um, I'm doing everything that I've been told to do in terms of my health. So some of you guys might be wondering, like, have I changed anything? Um, I have in the last few months changed my workouts only because, I was really unable to maintain hit type workouts during my pregnancy. That's me personally. I was on pelvic rest the entire first 13 weeks of my pregnancy with Caden. So I was unable to do any type of activity at all. Like yoga was making me spot. Walking was making me spot. So for 13 weeks, I was on pelvic rest until – we were into the second trimester, and then I started lightly bringing things back in. I did not have any spotting issues, no cramping. My doctor cleared me to pick up back where my workouts were, but I just did not get back into the high intensity because it just didn't feel good. Uh, so I've started adjusting my workouts in that sense because, as a lot of you know, for the last like gosh, nine months, basically, like from January until September, I was doing my EMOMs and I love them. But I've now gotten a little bit back into resistance train- training and just reducing the uh, rest time to like 45 seconds. So I still get my heart rate up, but it's not as high intensity. Um, and that's just more or less so that the transition into pregnancy is hopefully a little bit easier. So it's more of a personal choice. It has nothing to do. Typically, whatever you're doing before pregnancy, you can totally keep up during pregnancy. I'm just going off of what happened to me. I think it'd be really hard to be doing like five or six days a week of imams then all of a sudden have to cold turkey, like cut everything. So I'm just making those adjustments. I've also reduced my caffeine intake a little bit because your girl has... I was never a huge consumer of caffeine, but having a toddler and working full time, and as a lot of you know, just those long nights and early mornings, this mama needs some caffeine. So I have tried to cut back my caffeine a bit. Um, and then I have reduced a lot of my artificial sweeteners, which I already had done during pregnancy and transitioned over. So, like for my post workout, I use Formula One natural instead of just normal Formula One. And I I use vegan power pro a lot. Um, but just sticking with like my reds and greens and now mixing the new hydration sticks in there just to kind of, again, just kind of keep with things that I know I can continue into pregnancy. Cause I think for me, it's, it was really hard when I all of a sudden made changes during pregnancy, just because I don't know. I want it to be more of a habit now. And then I want my body to be used to those changes prior to getting pregnant. And maybe it's all a personal choice, but that's just what I'm doing. Um, but I do know that my stress levels are through the roof and I know that for a lot of us trying to conceive in general creates its own stresses but stress does take a toll on our body whether it is hormonally or mentally emotionally all of the above Um, and so I have been working on boundaries a lot of you guys might have noticed and that is probably where a lot of my mental podcast chats have come from lately because we've been trying to conceive and uh, are on that journey to get there and um, it's more than just in the bedroom, right? So that is a huge move and motivation behind why I'm attempting to work on more mindset work and mental work and being more intentional about it because I can only imagine how wild things are going to get with two kiddos, um, a newborn, a totally a toddler, and then my marriage. So those are more of the whys behind things. Um, but yeah, that is where we are at. I am more than happy to open up further. Uh, but again, like I said at the beginning or in the middle of this, I am not a doctor. This is totally what we've been doing. What has been suggested to me, um, I've already increased my omega threes. So a lot of, you know, throughout pregnancy, I doubled up because, um, it's just, omega threes are awesome for brain development and, um, uh brain development of the baby as well as our second and third trimester as well as breastfeeding and then also just great for like all that inflammation that's going on in our body uh but typically like before pregnancy and before trying to conceive I always doubled up during my cycle but I have recently doubled up about two months ago so I take four now a day instead of two because I have started to notice some of my endo symptoms coming back uh occasionally I do have pain during intercourse and that is a huge sign um at least that was my one of my big signs um and that i mean endometriosis is the growth of the lining of your like inside of your uterus is is growing on the outside of your uterus so it causes inflammation everywhere um so i have changed to that in terms of supplementation and yeah otherwise i feel like i've just tried to make those mental switches and the you know exercising adjustments so it's easier to transition into pregnancy but um, I wish all of you luck and health and joy on your journeys. And again, every obviously every from one baby to the next, it's gonna be different, right? From one person to the next, it's gonna be different. And I think that's what's hard too, is when I see myself comparing to even my journeys and how, you know, the two previous pregnancies went compared to just even now. And again, I was talking to a friend. She's like, Yeah, you're trying, but you're not tracking and that's so true like I'm trying but I'm also protecting my heart right now with um with all of that so whether that's you whether you're like hesitantly trying um but on that note if you are trying and it's been a while um after getting a few negative pregnancy tests it just made me realize how much of a blessing Caden is and how much like the babies that we are meant to have are so our babies like I don't know why. It just made me it hit me and I was, you know, I conceived my first try both times. So I kind of when I when we started trying, I was like, "Oh gosh, what if we get pregnant right away? Like is this the baby we're supposed to have?" Oh my gosh, you know, I started doing the whole brain thing. And I was like, "Of course, like God has that plan for us. Um I don't always understand the why behind the plan, <laughs> but I have to obviously trust in him and I think for me I had to. It, I don't know. It just kind of brought a cool overlook, like an oversight on it, where I was like, "Wow, these little ones that we're supposed to have, like that we, you know, bring into this world, are really like I don't know. They're just such joys and such blessings." And I think it's wild to think of how many moving parts actually have to happen in order for conception to take place. So, anyways, that is our story. That is where we're at. I think we both are super excited. Casey and I both feel ready question mark um but hoping that we bring another kiddo into the world in 2022 but if that's not in our cards we will you know we will go from there so um praying for all of you guys who are trying and uh if you have not been blessed with your little one and you have been trying um you know, We're thinking about you. If you are going through the same thing with fear or uncertainty because you have had a loss, I get it. Just know you are entitled to all of those emotions. Uh, trying, I think everybody thinks trying to conceive is like this awesome, exciting journey, but I also think people don't realize um, the stress it can put on a relationship or just the emotional turmoil it can place on the female. A lot of us are hard on ourselves, and we're like, what's wrong with us? Uh, but I did read uh, or actually listened to a research Video this morning and it was talking about like the average perfectly healthy nothing wrong with an individual under the age of thirty five the average conception is six months and I was like wow that's good to know like within the first six months is typically when you will conceive if there's absolutely nothing going on so um, I think a lot of us you know if it doesn't happen the first or second try we get hard on ourselves but um it takes time and that little bundle of ours we're supposed to have is just um waiting waiting for us so anyways i feel like i could go on forever but i think i touched on the majority of stuff so if you guys ever have questions like i said i'm an open book um and yeah just excited to hopefully bring a little one into into this world but without further ado make it a great day i hope you had a wonderful wonderful holiday uh and happy new year and i'll catch you in the next one Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than, you know, if you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Ann Del. Thank you again. And I'll catch you in the next episode.